Have you ever needed an important document notarized and your bank was closed? Need someone who would be reliable, punctual, and provide great customer service? Call my man Maurice over at Austin Mobile Notary, 757-325-7353, or email him at austinmobilenotary at gmail.com. Austin Mobile Notary is a new mobile after-hours and weekend notary service. Mention this podcast, Real Talk with the Six Man, and Maurice will give you a $5 credit towards your first bill. Remember, Austin Mobile Notary for convenient mobile notary services. Austin Mobile Notary, y'all. Check them out. Six Man. Y'all be easy. What's up, everybody? What's going on? Man, I just, um, I'm just, I'm just sitting and thinking and just, uh, felt like, why not? Why not come on here and celebrate Slim in my own way? You know what I'm saying? Give me a beer, have me a drink, and just sit back and just, you know, celebrate this man. It's almost like, it's almost like I know Slim. It's almost like I mean, I was watching the ceremony at work, and I was at work, but I was feeling it, man. You know, what I'm saying I was feeling the whole vibe, and it was just like sad, in, in one respect, but then good in another respect, man. Because it's it's crazy how many people this man touched, man. And of course, Snoop, as always, shut it down. You know what I'm saying? But you know, I I respect that. You know, um, I respect that um, Farrakhan 
had some nice words to say. You know what I'm saying? Um, and um, I mean, it, it was it's just it's just a lot, man. It's a lot to take in, man. His mother. Shout out to Nip's mother, man, because she had some powerful words to say as well, man. I mean, I think everybody who spoke, I mean, especially the kids. I mean, I really felt his daughter when she, you know, really couldn't, when she really couldn't talk because she didn't really want to, you know, say nothing. She turned her back and was like, I, just, I can't do it. And I mean, I felt that. I felt that, man. I mean, it's hard, man, to, to, to see that this man gone, man. It really is, man. And, um. I mean, it just seemed like, man, you know, um, it's, 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 it's not easy at all, you know, to kind of deal with a, a family member that passes away. But, I mean, it's just the way he went out. And I don't think nobody even, you know, thought that he it would be him that that, that would happen to him like this. I mean, in his own community where he helping out and, and doing stuff for I mean, and it's so many, you know, conspiracy theories and this, that, and the third, and I don't even want to get into that. I just want to get into the fact that, man, I mean, you know, gun violence ain't happening just in the DMV. I mean, it's happening here. It's happening in Chicago. It's happening in L.A. It's happening all over, man. New Orleans, Mississippi, Arkansas, um, you know, I mean, it's happening everywhere. And I feel like at this point, man, we, we got to... We gotta celebrate people while they here, man. Cause it's like, you know, they 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 here today, gone tomorrow, man. It's I mean, literally, it's somebody who's not gonna wake up tomorrow, or it's somebody who's not gonna see it through, you know, see this night and then wake up to see tomorrow morning. I mean, it's and 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 that's crazy, and it, and it's sad to say that, but I mean, it kind of, you know, it kind of is what it is. And I mean, I ain't gonna lie. I mean, if 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 I sit here. And say that I understood, you know, why, you know, certain things happen. You know, I'd be, I'd be a fool to do that. But I know God got his own way, his own divine way of, you know, you know, reaching people and, 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 and allowing people to, you know, be here with us and, and, and then to leave us. You know what I mean? And so, I mean, in my mind, I'm just like, you know, um, I, I, I just wish it, I, I wish, I wish it never happened. I wish it never happened. I wish, you know, he was still here so he can keep moving on and pushing and, and, and taking care of people and, and, and doing some of the things um, that he was in the community doing, man. I mean, I, I remember him, you know, people saying that, you know, it was some things that he was doing that no other rapper, you know, was doing out here. And that's true. What no other rapper really, you know, taking care of his own like he was, man. And for him to, you know, have to go out you know the way he did it was just it was crazy man i mean i couldn't I, I me personally i was just like i don't get it i really don't get it man and you know of course everybody got their own stories about you know what what happened and you know why it went down the way it went down and it's it's just you know it is it's frustrating i mean I, I it's people that i saw online you know that I that I know. You know on my timeline, and um, you know I could just I could just I could just see it in their words. Like man, you know th this really bothering me. I mean it is. I mean and, and, and I mean it's it's bothering people, man. And I mean I, re I remember my pastor told me one time, Pastor Jenkins, man. I remember Pastor Jenkins say, man, empathy is a powerful thing. You know to have empathy means that you are connected with Christ, and it just means that you know you feel. You know, you feel stuff. 
You know, you might see something on the news and you may look at it and go, damn, that's fucked up. And, but that's empathy in your in, in your own way. You know, that's that's how you showing your empathy for that situation. And all I know is the night that I recorded on the 31st, I had recorded my first episode in the studio. Um, um, 87 TV Network looked out for me and let me, you know, use their facilities, man. And we record and I never forget G, the engineer, handed me the phone. And it was just saying Nipsey Hussle had got shot six times. I was looking at him like, what? And I mean, I was on live. But I was also recording the audio part, and it's like I couldn't stop. I couldn't, like, I couldn't stop and, like, get into the whole, you know, what happened. Because it was just like, I, I, I can't just stop in the middle of, you know, I can't just stop in the middle of the, of, the, of the episode and be like, you know, what happened. But, I mean, I wanted to. Because I was just like, you know what I'm saying? Like, what's, what happened? What's going on? And I know we kept recording. We kept talking about what we was talking about. And, um... And it was sad because we was talking about, you know, juveniles and, you know, um, incarceration rates and, you know, what, what what can we do to help the um, the youngest when they come home and help them with their charges. And we were just talking about a whole, whole lot of stuff. And it was just like, wow, like, I mean, Nipsey, he got shot. And then after a while, they was like, yeah, he, he gone. He did. I was like, fuck, man. And, and, and so it's just like, it make me think like, man, I'm blessed, man. I mean, myself, my brother. My man L, um, my man Dave, Big John, um, all my homies, T-Man, Cool, Hood, Dickie, his brother Kevin, GP, Jabril, um, Blue, um, man, the list goes on and on, man, like, the list goes on and on, man, I mean, Smith, can't forget Smith, um, can't forget Tonio, um, I mean, it's just, of course, uh, Rev White. Shout out to Rev White, man, who came through on the show, man. It's, it's just so many dudes that I'm connected to, man. And, um, you know, I think about us and pray pray for us on a regular basis, man, because we got to pray for each other, man. Because if not, you know what I mean, it's like, who knows? You know what I'm saying? Who knows what could happen to us, you know what I mean, at any moment. I mean, it could be an accident, you know, that's, you know, just that, that ends up tragic. Or it could just be something, you know, naturally that happens. And so when I heard Nip Mother, you know, talking about, you know, easing down on the drinks and easing down on the liquor, I mean, she made a point. So if I had a point, man, I mean, because think about it, we've been doing it for so long, when does it end? You know, when does it stop for us? You know, till it's, till it's, till it's, you know, doctor tell us that we can't or we go to the doctor and they tell us there's something really, really, really wrong. So, I mean, it, you know, it is what it is to each his own. You know, everybody going to do what they do, man. But I think I just wanted to take a moment, you know, and have a drink for Slim, man, because um, it really made me feel a certain type of way, man, and, and it's making me feel a certain type of way where, you know, again, I, I, I know that I'm blessed because I've been through some shit, you know what I'm saying, and it's like, the more I, you know, you know, start looking at videos and um, pulling up YouTubes and, you know, just finding stuff, you know, that he did, you know, it was just like, you know, I mean, it, I mean, Slim Slim was really touching a lot of people. And then they show, you know, the tribute, you know, with his family, you know, the old videos, his pops. And then they went over to, um, you know, they went over to Africa, um, you know, to the homeland. And it was just like, wow. I mean, just seeing him grow up, 
you know, seeing him elevate. And I mean, I like the fact that they didn't leave out the part that, you know, he was, I mean, not, not necessarily they showed where he was, you know, affiliated with the game, but when they start showing the pictures and you start seeing all the blue, you could tell, you know, what that was. And, and I'm just happy that they didn't, I'm just happy that they didn't leave that out. I mean, because that's kind of, that, that was kind of his elevation because we all, we all been through some shit. You know what I'm saying? We all come from something. I mean, I know me personally, I was I was telling people earlier um, on my IG page, you know, how I got different names and it was amazing to find out what Nipsey's name mean because Nipsey um, meant homie, you know what I'm saying, in their language. And I'd be like, that's cranking. But I, I mean, I had, a, I had, I got a couple of nicknames, you know, K-Dog, Capers, you know, um, few other nicknames I, I, I feel I, yeah I don't want to really get into that but Capers was 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 one of my first um nicknames that 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 Big John my man Big John he gave me man and it was crazy because when I first you know hooked up with Big John his family had moved on six right right in our parking lot and I would never forget the one time I was I was hitting the J and I think John was like 12 or 13 and I let him hit the J and his sister Kiki was like, oh, I'm going to tell, I'm going to tell Ma, John out here getting getting high with Kevin. I was like, damn, Kiki, that's how you going? And so I remember him going in the house and his mother was getting on him, talking about, why you all in the kitchen and shit? Because he was high as hell. But I never forget, um, you know, how I, how I like kind of um, just gravitated towards him. You know, I, I, I would hook him up, you know, if, if I had some clothes that I ain't want no more, if I had some nice shit that I knew I wasn't going to wear, I mean, I would give it to him. You know what I'm saying? And he'll tell you. I mean, it wasn't, it ain't felt like it was a hand-me-down. It felt like I was hooking him up because, I mean, I kept shit clean. Like, I ain't give him no shit that he had to wash or, or, or wipe down. Everything was spotless. You know what I'm saying? And I remember he gave me a nickname, Capers, man. I was like, Capers? He was like, yeah. But I knew why he gave me that nickname. And I mean, in my neighborhood, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't, I, you know, people people know me as a loud person. And I mean, I, I'm loud because I'm just generally loud. I'm not like loud because I'm trying to be the loudest person in the room. Or I'm trying to be that nigga. I'm just, my, I mean, my father was loud. I mean, Melvin was the loudest person in the house. And so when people look at me, they like, you are your father's son man because you are a splitting image and my sister my sister just sent me a picture of him a couple days ago and she was like with your head growing the way it is and you got your bed this your twin right here you look just like your fucking father and i mean I, I do i do and i took a lot of attributes from him a lot i took a lot of attributes from melvin man and um it, it's cool though i mean because it's like we you know we we take a lot of stuff from my parents and you know sometimes we let some of the stuff that people say, you know, about our about our parents, you know, we we um we, we tend to take it negatively, you know what I'm saying? Because we feel like, you know, we feel like um it's a bad thing. And I I, I and I used to be, you know, I used to be a little off and on with it. You know, I used to take it negatively. I used to take it, you know, in a bad way, like why everybody keep talking about I'm like my father. And but I had to break it down. Like I am. I'm like my father. I I, I um, I I got a I got a temper like my father. Um, I'm loud like my father. I mean, I tend to sound like my father. I mean, I I even laugh sometimes, and I even stop myself and be like, "Damn, I sound just like Melvin when I said that, or when I laughed, or you know, whatever." And I mean, and I'm cool with that though. I mean, because I feel like I'm out here really trying to. I'm really out here trying to. I'm really out here trying to do something different. I'm really out here trying to. 
trying to switch it up, like really trying to, you know, man up and, you know, not really, you know, be involved with a lot of shit that I used to be involved in because, you know, I, I, I used to be, I used to be, um, I used to be involved with some, in some real shit. You know what I'm saying? I mean, if anybody listening to this know street life, you know what I'm saying? And really, you know what I'm saying? Was really, really, really involved with street life. You know what I'm saying? You know how that went. You knew that um, certain things had to happen and you had to have certain, you know, um, certain elements around you. I mean, you had to have niggas that you knew that you fucked with that was family and you knew they had to have your back just as much as, as, as you had theirs. And um, you had to carry it a certain type of way. I mean, you couldn't be no bitch and you couldn't be, you know, a pushover. And I know my story started in elementary school, you know, when I got bullied a little bit. And um, I ended up getting a handgun, a 38 Special. And that shit changed my life. And that, it didn't change my life to the point where I felt like I wanted to be... Um, well, I thought I was going to be like some type of thug or something. I just I just felt like I was at the point where I ain't want to be bullied no more. And, you know, I got this gun from my old head on six. And uh, I went from there. And I never forget... Um, I never forget one time me and my cousin, Jose. <laughs> I remember me and my cousin was walking on the Maryland side. We was going to um see his cousins. His cousin Ebony and then was at somebody's house or something. And um we was walking past some dudes. They was like four or five deep. And we walked past them and my cousin instantly got annoyed. He was like, Man, them dudes probably gonna fuck with us. I was like, man, if we don't turn around and we don't bother them, they ain't gonna bother us. We just keep walking. And before I knew it, one of them niggas had turned around. One of them threw something at us. They started turning around like, hey, what's up, nigga? What's up? What's up with y'all niggas? And I turned around and looked. He looked at me. My cousin looked at me. He was like, man, what you going to do? I turned around. I pulled that motherfucking gun out. Them niggas got ghosts. And, and I just felt like in that, in that moment, it just felt like, you know, that gun, it, 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 it signified, you know, a, a certain amount of power, man. You know what I'm saying? It, it meant that. I had some power with me, you know, and I mean, I, and as I was getting older and older and older, it was just like, wow, like, this is powerful. But I didn't understand how powerful that was, though. I mean, because I would find myself in fucked up situations, you know, being locked up, um, being in different situations where, you know, um, it's hard to explain because it's like, on one hand, you don't want to be no bitch. But on the other hand, you don't want to do nothing that's going to get yourself in trouble because you know what the consequences are. You know what they are. You know what I'm saying? And, and there's no, it's no, it's no, it's no getting around that. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I remember, you know, being, you know, <laughs> on six, man, and just, just getting it in. That was our spot, man. Could nobody come in our neighborhood in our parking lot and us not know who they were, man? We needed to know who they were. I remember we had. I mean, we had shit stashed everywhere. I mean, one time a nigga came in the parking lot talking shit, and we could just walk up to an abandoned car in the wheel well and just pull out like, nigga, what? I mean, it was it was, it was was serious, man. And that's why I say I can't really... That's why I say I really can't knock or be a hypocrite and say, you know, don't carry a gun or don't do this or don't smoke or don't do drugs or, you know, don't do this or do that because I feel like at the end of the day, man, I did all of that. You know what I'm saying? And and, and it was and it was a part of growing up. 
you know what I'm saying? It was a part of growing up. It was a part of, um, you know, you know, some people would say the culture because, you know, it was the environment. It's, it, was, it was where we lived. But it was also, you know, um, it was it, it was survival. I mean, you had to survive. You had to you had to you had to make sure, you know, you had to make sure motherfuckers knew they, they couldn't just come and fuck with you regardless. And I remember, you know, being that dude that was kind of clean and around girls and, you know, I wasn't ever really no fighter. I ain't really want to fight. I ain't really want to do all that. I remember we used to go to the swimming pool on Barnaby, um, Barnaby Pool off St. Barnabas. And I remember, man, my brother and I got into a fight uh, with some niggas, man. And um, I just remember, like, in my mind, wanting to be bigger at that time. Like, I, I mean, I, I you know, just be, just wanting to be you know, a little bit more mentally strong and, and physically strong, but I wasn't. So it wasn't too much I could do at that time. But I just remember, man, growing up, man, we had fun, man. We we fought. Um, we got into little situations and shit, but um, it was nothing like six, man. I mean, I tell anybody, man, I would I wouldn't I wouldn't trade half the shit that happened around here for nothing because we met a lot of good people. We had a lot of. We had a lot of opportunities where we did stuff and and, and, and and learned some things. And I mean, my man Dave, he started it all for us, man. Because, I mean, without him, we wouldn't have known what the drug game was. You know what I'm saying? And it was like once we got involved, it was a wrap. I mean, once, once the money started coming in, it was a done deal. You couldn't tell us shit. And, and we had our little circle. And it's like... You know, like I say, you couldn't come in the parking lot unless you knew somebody or not. You know, I mean, you know, I, I hate to say it, but it was like, it was like I was the enforcer for real. Like, it was like my brother and L, you know, they did what they did, took care of shit, you know, handled business. I did too. But on the, on the, on the flip side, it was like, nigga, if you came in our parking lot talking shit, it wasn't no, I wasn't doing no talking. All that running your mouth, all that. Nah, we ain't, we ain't got time for that. And so it's like, that's kind of, you know, what I was known for at the time. People that really knew me. And then it was like, as people got to, you know, get to know me, you know, they didn't really know that side of me. They just was like, oh, yeah, in school, this was a wild dude right here. And I was. I mean, I remember going, I remember, I remember going all the way uptown, all the way uptown, man. I was in Southeast going all the way uptown to Rabo Junior High School. And I met a lot of good people, man. I met a good. I met, I met a lot of good people. I um, I I I, I had I had uh, <laughs> I mean it, it was it was I had a ball, man. I went from Rabot to Roosevelt, and then I had a you know little mandatory vacation. Then I went to Baloo, and then from there it was everybody from Southeast. So I connected with all my Southeast homies, and it was just like um, you know, it was just like. You know the connection was there, you know, and it was like we 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 established the coalition up below eleventh grade year, and um you know I, I had fun man, but you know getting back to Nipsey man, it was just like man when I heard the news I ain't know I ain't know what to think and it, I, and like I said I just started thinking about so much because it was just like so much going on man and it was just like. I started looking at the news. I started listening to TMZ. I mean, just wondering what happened. And the first thing I think I thought about was Lauren London 
and his kids because I didn't know how many kids they had in total. I didn't know how many it was in total. And then to see all of the kids on stage today, I was like, wow. Like, it was it was crazy, man. And, um, I mean, just looking back at his old videos that his father recorded or whoever recorded, it just made me think back, you know, where I came from because we all came from somewhere. We all came from somewhere, man. This whole, this whole... You know, this whole area, this D.C., Maryland, Virginia, man, we all we all came from somewhere, man. We all started somewhere. All of us didn't grow up big badasses. You know, we started like kids, like 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 he did. You know, a little kid telling his father he love him. They sitting down eating dinner. And then as you grow, you just gradually, you know, um, I hate to say it, but you gradually become a product of your environment. And you and you get you, you get involved with that lifestyle. And it's like it's hard to get away from it because it's so much um it's so much drawing you in whether it be the ladies whether it be the making the money whether it be the cars i mean because i remember man my man l man i mean l will come in the parking lot with a car and that's on a breakdown and he'll come back with another car i mean <laughs> niggas used to buy cars like water man i mean it was a spot uptown man you could just go uptown get a car they would put paper tags on that junk you had your little insurance hooked up to the tags, and you gone. I mean, we kept cars. I mean, that's it was nothing. I mean, it was nothing. I mean, it, it, it was just, it was just so much, man. And um, I remember me, man. I, I used to, um, I used to go on solo missions by myself, man. I mean, I, I mean, we, we we would we would take care of each other, you know, in a in a group thing. But I know sometimes, man, I would step off. And I would do my own thing, man, and uh, come back, you know, with money or with, with coats or whatever. Niggas be like, yeah, where the fuck you been? I'll be like, man, you know what I'm saying? Dead me, you know what I'm saying? Niggas used to just shake their head like, look at this nigga. He terrible. But, you know, in them times where, you know, niggas jump out there, you know, I'm I'm, I'm the man. I'm, I'm who you want on your team. Because I remember one time I hooked up with some Maryland dudes. i never forget these Maryland dudes, man. My man, um, Trend them from 103, man, and... I mean, one time I was coming home and the dude was having some issues with my brother. And I called, I made the call, I said, treat man, niggas around here faking, man. You know, whoop-de-whoop-de-whoop. And the love was so strong between me and these Maryland dudes, man, around Oxen Hill Village, man. They came around that zone like four or five cars deep. And I remember Tree get out the car, gave me the strap and was like, what's up? We with you, Slim. I was like, damn, my brother was like, damn, who is these niggas? I was like, man, it's my man and them. So it's like... It's like love is love, man. I always, you know, I've always been a true, true to what I talk about. Like I've never tried to be somebody that I wasn't. You know what I mean? Like I've always been called a pretty boy, and I mean, I've, I've never, I've never considered myself a pretty boy. But when I look at Nipsey, you know what I'm saying? Nipsey wasn't no bad looking man. So I know, you know, he had some trials and tribulations as well. And and as he grew, and as he kind of you know, became a product of his environment. He had to blend in and he had to do what he had to do to survive. And I mean, I ain't, you know, it is what it is. You gotta, you gotta do what you gotta do. And man, I just, I'm just like, man, kind of, you know, flowing and kind of going back and forth. But I mean, it's all about Nip, man. You know, as you can hear in the background, I've been playing him the whole time. And it's just like, man, it's wild, man, how somebody can impact you and stop you from thinking and just like, damn, man, what's really good, man? Like, like, shit is really fucked up out here, man. Like, where you just, you know, this nigga been out of jail two days, and the first thing he wanted to do was get out of jail and, and, and kill Nip. And so, of course, you know, you got the conspiracy theories and, 
you know, people saying, you know, this, that, and the third. And, I mean, I don't get into all of the conspiracy theories and all that. I just feel like, you know, at the end of the day, I mean, it's going to be what it's going to be. Everybody got their own thoughts. They got their own processes or whatever, you know what I'm saying? But, I mean, for me, I just feel like, man, shit is just, shit is just crazy out here. And, you know, I just wanted to take a minute to, uh, to, uh, you know, just, just, just pay homage, man, to this man. Because, you know, when I first started listening to him, it was like, you know, you what's, what's that, West Coast? I was like, yeah, it's that West Coast rap, man. It was like, oh, I bet, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, first it was Snoop, you know what I'm saying? N.W.A., Ice Cube, you know, um, The Doc, D.O.C., you know, um, Ren. You know, you was listening to all of the, 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 hit, the heavy hitters back in the day. But then when he slid on the scene, because, I mean, uh, uh, DJ Quick, DJ Quick was another one. Um what was my other man? Um, 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 MC8, Spice One. Shit, I was heavy on West Coast rap. I was heavy on it, man. Um, and you know, it was it was a different flow, but I liked it though. I mean, cause it was it was straight raw, straight gangster. It was like Scarface, but just a different flavor. You know what I'm saying? So I liked it. I liked, I liked it. <laughs> you know, I've been drinking. I liked the the West Coast style. You know what I'm saying? Especially with Snoop kicking it all. Um, but then when I started listening to Nipsey, I was like, damn, this nigga got a nice little flow with him. And then little beats is set up and everything. I was like, okay, bet. So then I started becoming a fan, you know, started listening to his shit. And it was like, all right, bet. And then to just to hear that shit, man, it was, it was, it was crazy, you know. I'm, I still can't believe that the nigga gone, man. It's crazy, man. But yeah, man, rest in peace, Nip, man, for real. I mean, he touched a lot of people, man. He touched a lot of people. And it just make you just... You know, hopefully it'll make you reflect and think about, you know, shit that you've done versus shit that you're doing now because you can't still be doing the same shit you was doing 20 years ago. It just don't work. And I mean, he was a clear example of elevation, man, because he elevated his game like shit, like a motherfucker. I mean, he 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 took his game and took it to a whole different level, man, for real. And it was it was it was beautiful to see the evolution, man, to, to see the, the shopping center. To see the stores, um, to see, you know, um, the, the shared space he had, you know, for people to come in and do, you know, like my business things. I mean, it was just crazy. Then he was talking about the cryptocurrency. I mean, he was he was really hipping dudes on, on what was what, man. And it, I mean, and, it, and it was even better to see, you know, love from the East Coast and the West Coast. I mean, because all the dudes from the East Coast that was fucking with him represented, you know. Ross was even recently on stage at a show, you know, dedicating shit to him. And I mean, it was it's it's sad to see a a, a a dude that was really putting putting jokers on and giving back to the community gone like that. It's real fucked up, man. I mean, I went to the barber shop and my barber and my man Jay was, you know, just rapping. It was like, man, shit was fucked up. It was some shit with that, this, that, and the third. And I was just like, yeah, you gonna keep hearing all these conspiracies, man, about. You know what happened and who did what and you know why shit went the way it was but you know it's just it's what can you do man all you can do is just you know you know pay your respects and um you know just and try to do and try to do the best you can man because you know it tomorrow's not promised man and he is a he is a clear example that tomorrow's not promised and, and to see his mother hurting as much as she was but to see her talk and share her stories about him 
and and, and it, it was it was good, man. And then and then Snoop, man. I mean, it was it was good. I mean, I mean, I I like Anthony Hamilton that that song that he sung, cause that was my song. That's my song, and um, I mean, it, it was it was a good service. I couldn't watch the whole thing, but as I went to go pick my daughter up, you know, I watched um, you know, uh, pieces of it on social media and stuff like that. But when I got home. Took took my daughter to soccer practice. Took care of all of that, you know, responsibilities and stuff. I was like, I'm gonna go home, you know, and just and just and just do it, man. I'm gonna just get on here and just talk, man, and just pay respect to the homie, man, because it, it's it's crazy, man. It's crazy. And I go on social media and I just be saying all the shit that people be saying, and I just be like, oh, okay. But at the end of the day, we have no idea, you know, what really, 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 really happened until the truth comes out. You know what I'm saying? So the truth comes out. But I feel like until then, all we can do is celebrate this man, Joe. Because he, I mean, he brought a lot. He brought a lot of people together, man. And I mean, I'm not going to lie. I mean, I'm, I'm tipsy as shit right now. And I'm just thinking like, thinking back to all the shit that I've been doing and just realizing how blessed I am, man. Because I'm blessed like shit, man. Me and my brother, man, we... We came a long way, man, and I and I really I really felt like um, playtime was over when my father died. I mean, when my father died, it was like playtime over, man. You really gotta start stepping your game up, Joe. You gotta really start really looking at what it is and, and, and see what's going on. And then after I had my second daughter, little baby Gianna, it was like, man, you really gotta step up, man. Like you really gotta stop bullshitting, stop playing games, and really get it in gear. And I got it in gear, man. I mean, she was the motivation that I need, man. To got it in gear. I mean, my father leaving back in 2010, it hurt me, man. He right here, though. I got Big Melvin right here in this iron right here. So he listening to me right now, man. Much love. Um, but you know, by the time I had my daughter, man, it was like it's time to really, it's time to really get it in gear, man. It's really time to stop bullshitting and you know what I'm saying, stop playing and really, you know. Get in the gig Because it, it's that time man And so earlier I was talking about how You know dudes gotta really You know Get out here and really have some principles About themselves and follow through with that shit man Because you could tell Nipsey had principles man You, you could tell that, that gang culture You know was organizing And had principles and knew how to do what And how shit was shaping It's just like in some areas It's just it's just a free for all Motherfuckers just out here doing what they want to do Especially these youngest. I mean, they y'all here with these guns in their hands, and they just going, and they just reckless with it. And we, I mean, and I feel like myself included, you know, us as men, man, we got to figure out a way to come out here and talk to these youngers. And I love all of the, all of the leaders and all of the people who step up, you know, to to talk to the youngers and to try to be positive role models for the youngers in the city and in, 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 in D.C., man, because they need it, man. Cause it's a lot of wild shit going on, and these youngers gonna be dead before they know it, man. I mean, they could, they, I mean, they out here seventeen with kids, but out here toting guns like it's like it's nothing. Out here shooting up shit and thinking it's sweet, and it ain't sweet no more, man. I mean, the shit that we used to do when we was younger, walking around with coke on us and walking around with guns and shit on us, man. You can't do that shit no more. Riding around, riding around in the car, five or six deep, smoking weed. Man, you can't do that shit no more. I be, I be telling youngers all the time. I said back in the day, Slim, it was sweet, nigga. We used to, we, we used to get in the bucket with tinted windows, 
and ride from here to uptown, high as a motherfucker, blunts going. I mean, everybody in the car got a blunt. And, and, and make it back home with no incidents. Now, nah, you can't do that shit now. Because it's a different time, man. It's a different time. Police ain't going for that shit, man. They is not going for that shit. And so, I mean, to see him, you know, elevate... I mean, to be to be a to be an independent artist for as long as he did it. I mean, that was that was crazy, man. And, and so I, it, it, so it's like you know, it, I mean, I was a fan, but it was like after, like hearing that he was gone, it was like I had to start paying attention more. Like, damn, Slim was independent all this time. And I mean, it was crazy. I mean, it's it's crazy how. Dudes can really come up if they put their mind to it, man. And that's the thing, man. It's not enough dudes out here really putting their mind to it. And it's not enough dudes that's really on that's showing other dudes how to get put on. Because if it was enough of us out here showing youngers how to get put on, half the shit that was going on out here wouldn't be going on out here. And it's not enough old heads out here really... Showing motherfuckers was really good Cause if it was it, Half this shit wouldn't even be happening man Half this shit would not be happening man For real So I mean I just feel like at the end of the day man We gotta We gotta lock arms man And get it in man And, and show these young niggas man What it is And I hate to say young niggas But it is what it is Cause we gotta show these young niggas What, what it is man Show them how to be better fathers Show them how to be better men Talk to them about going to fucking work and, and, and definitely talk about entrepreneurship. I mean, because that's where it's at. You know, definitely getting different streams of income is definitely where it's at. Whether you got a job and you got a hustle. I mean, because for me, I got, a, I got a regular job and I got two or three little hustles that I do. And I mean, it is what it is. It, it, shit, got to, shit got to keep going and work until I find that one thing that's going to supersede everything else and, 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 and be the breadwinner. But for right now, I got to keep doing what I'm doing. There's no way I can turn around and go back to the street. There's no way I can turn around and go back and sell drugs. There's no way. Like, I mean, one time I told a nigga that he was like, for real? I was like, Slim, there's no way I could turn around right now and go back to the street. I'd be dumb as shit to do that. All the shit that I've been through, being in jail, being out of jail, being in certain situations, I'd be dumb as fuck if I turned around to go do some street shit. It's just stupid. I mean, and, and teach his own. I can't tell nobody not to do something that they feel like is good for them. I mean, I can't. But me, nah. I can't see me doing no shit like that. I just can't see. I, I just, I can't do it. Because I just feel like, why? Do that shit for what? And it's just like, uh, you know, it's just, it's just like, I mean, we got to show these youngers a better way, man. I mean, with the whole, you know, gentrification of D.C. and how they bringing white people in and how the white dude was on TV talking about, oh, the Google music is too loud on my ear and I don't, man, fuck all that, man. You, 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 you must don't know what you fucking with, man. This is the culture of D.C., man. You're not stopping shit. He filed his little bitch-ass lawsuit and guess what happened? The, the owner... Uh, T-Mobile said, guess what? The music gonna keep playing, but we gonna figure out what's a good level. And that's cool. But you ain't just gonna shut shit down, Slim. Nah, it don't work like that. This is D.C. It's what we known for. Chocolate City, man. It's the one thing we known for. All these rappers from New York and the West Coast and, 
you know, all, you know, they know, they know what we do here. We do go-go. I mean, Scarface love that shit. I mean, Scarface love to play. I think Scarface done played with Essence. I think he, I know he done played with back a couple times. I remember back in the day when I was supposed to be in the fucking house. I remember uh, up, up, um, what was that goddamn club right there in off Old Branch Avenue, man? It was a hotel, um, triples, triples nightclub. And I remember Ice Cube played with JY. Man. I mean, that was back in the day, you know. And you know I'm an old head when I'm talking about triples, you know. <laughs> but um, but yeah, man, I just remember, man, you know, all the, the artists that came here respected the go-go. Cause they was like, what the fuck is that? But that percussion, that motherfucking drum, and them congos had hey, their ass gone. And um, I remember um, I think it was last year. I think it was last year that Nipsey came down and did a concert for Emancipation Day. I think it was, and um, it, it, I mean, it just it's just everybody always show love in DC, man. I mean, all, all, always. I mean, wherever I go, and I tell people I'm from DC, it's always love. I mean, people take DC and different parts of DC and give it a bad rap, but at the end of the day, when you leave here and you go to somewhere else. You get a little bit of respect because they like, man, that's where the mayor was at. Yeah, y'all had the mayor for life that was that was smoking that crack. I was like, yeah, that's that's where I'm from. So I mean, you got a little bit of respect, man. A little bit of a bad badge of honor, man, being from 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 the district, man. Because there's a lot of heavy hitters back in the day, man, that I can name. All you gotta do is go on YouTube and put in a few names, man, and you can learn everything that you want to know about the city, man. And I feel like same for Nipsey, man. You put his name in. And it'll just come up, man. The albums, the shit that he's done, everything. People that talk about him. I mean, he he did he did a lot of shit, man. And so it just, it just you just think about Tupac, you think about Biggie, um, you think about all these big artists that's gone, and like it just seem like they just gone. Like don't nobody know what the fuck happened, and they just gone. Like I saw that 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 documentary about uh, uh Biggie and Pac, and it was just like. It blew my mind because it was just like police was behind killing these dudes. I mean, that's crazy, man. And it's just crazy, you know, who, what lengths people go to to get rid of people, man. You know what I'm saying? I mean, of course, it's some it's some stories about who who was behind, you know, certain killings between Biggie and Tupac. But we ain't gonna get into that. But it's just it's just crazy, man. And even with this situation, it makes it crazy because it's just like why. I mean, why did this man had to lose his life, man? Like, why? Like, it, it just, it just doesn't, it just doesn't make any sense, man. It it doesn't make any sense at all. But I mean, again, I just want to show my man some love, man. Have a drink, sit back, and just and just 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 reminisce and just show my man some love. I mean, this yak got me got me feeling got me feeling good, feeling great too, though. But. Just thought I'd just sit here for a minute and just rap and just, you know, just get, just, 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 just celebrate this man's life, man, because it's crazy, man. It hit me hard, too, man. I, I, it's like I didn't talk about it a lot, but in my mind on the news, watching TMZ, CNN, just, it's just like, damn, young, like, and it just hit me one day. I woke up one morning and a tear came to my eye, like, damn, what the fuck is going on out here? Why the fuck motherfuckers think? Shit gonna change by killing a motherfucker. Karma is a bitch, and that shit coming back vicious to this nigga. 
It's coming back vicious to this fucking Eric Holder motherfucker. It's coming back vicious. You know what I'm saying? It's 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 definitely gonna come back vicious on him. Like seriously. And I just feel like anybody who's ever, you know, killed anybody, I mean it's it's that shit vicious. That ain't something, you know, I don't give a fuck how big and bad you say you are. When you kill a motherfucker and you close your eyes, man, you gonna see that man's face for a while, man. So you can play big and say you a cold killer and all that shit if you want to, but you know, at the end of the day, man, you know, spiritually, shit, shit will break you down, man. Like you can, you can, you can talk that shit and be like, you know, you this, you the, you you the man, you the nigga, whatever. But I'm telling you, man, that high power always got a way of reminding you what the fuck you did and reminding you that you need to be easy out here. Cause trust me, he done, the big homie upstairs done reminded me on a few occasions. That I needed to be easy out here for real, like like on some on some real shit. I mean, I can't get into it too much, but yeah, man, he he don't remind me on you know on a couple occasions that I needed to that I needed to be easy out here for real, and I eventually did, man, and so did Nipsey, man, and Nipsey elevated. He saw life a little bit different. I, I remember um, listening to an uh, interview he did. He said that. Um, when he went back home to East Africa, it changed his life. His perspective was different. And I think that's what a lot of these youngers need. They need they need a different perspective, man. And people always ask, you know, well, what's one of the ways that we could uh we, we, we can help them or we can change it up? And I was like, man, we we can do a few things. We we can take the ones we can take the ones that we think we can help and really dig in and talk to them. You know, get in their ear, show them some different perspectives or whatever. And then the ones that we think we can't really, you know, you know, the ones that we think we can't get to, we need to round their ass up and put them right on the front line. They want to go shoot guns, snatch them up. Fuck a draft. Fuck a draft. Just go snatch their ass up. You know what? You know who they are. You know where they live. You know where they hang out. Go snatch their ass up. Throw a uniform on their ass, take them overseas, put them in the woods, and say, look, here are your guns and your ammo. The enemy is that way. Go get it in. And if they make it back, they make it back. If they don't, they don't. Fuck it. Why? I mean, what they doing here? What they doing on the street? Killing family members, killing nieces, killing nephews, killing fathers, killing mothers, killing cousins. What the fuck they doing? They ain't doing shit. The killing that they doing here is fucking us up. You know, killing the fucking food chain, killing killing the entire generation. How about you take the motherfuckers out there and, and, and let them go do that shit, you know, elsewhere. And and, 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 and and say job well done. Because the shit that you doing here in the States, nah. She can't fly no more like that, man. Shit is fucked up. And so you know, when people ask me, you know, what some of the things, you know, can we do, you know, to get the youngins, you know, you know, the, the, the clean shit up. I'm like, man, that's one of the things right there you can do right there. I mean, you can, you can, shit. I round their ass up, put them right on the front line, Slim. Higgle your gun, higgle your ammo, get it in. And like I say, if they make it back, good job. If they don't make it, bro, if they don't make it back, rest in peace. I mean, because you ain't doing shit here. 
but 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 damaging families, man. Damaging families, man. I mean, his mother was real strong today, man. Real strong. I appreciate that, man. What she did, man, because she she wanted to break down, but she held it and kept going. I was like, man. Then the father came up. I was like, man, that's what's up, man. Then the brother came up, and you could tell he was fucked up. Cause I know if something happened to my brother, I probably wouldn't even be able to talk. I probably wouldn't be able to get on no stage and talk to no motherfucking body if I lost my brother. I mean, me and my brother been through a rack of shit. You know, um, a rack of shit. Rack of ups and downs. But at the end of the day, that's my blood. That's my brother. He came from my father. That's my man, regardless. And I feel like now that we older, we on different shit. So we, you know, if, if something happened to him now, I mean, vice versa. I feel like it'd be vice versa. I mean, you know, men tend to not show a whole bunch of emotion. But I can guarantee you, vice versa, if something happened to me, he'd be fucked up. And vice versa, if something happened to him, I'd be totally fucked up. Any of my any, any of my men, you know, any of my men, I'd be fucked up. And so when we lost a homie not too long ago few years back wild nigga Leroy and a lot of people ain't agree with you know Leroy's antics but he was at, at, at heart he was a good dude man he just he just was off the chain a little bit he was just off the chain a little bit man but regardless man, he, when he when he died I, it hurt it hurt cause it hurt to see you know your man gone it hurt man and that's how I took this Nipsey shit, man. Like, they, like he was my man. Like, it's it's wild. Like, like I, I took it like, dang, that's my man right there. Like, what the fuck, he gone? It's crazy, man. Yeah, man. So I just want to come on here, y'all, and just show some love to Nip, man. Cause it's 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 crazy, man. It's fucking bananas how we just feel like the answer. To you know whatever the fuck is going on is to kill each other. I've I've you know I've I mean back in the day, you know it was it was hard to understand it, but even now it's like, what type of shit is that? Like what type of shit is it to 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 just kill your folks, man? It just makes no sense, man. I mean when we was younger. You know, it, it 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 wasn't in the forefront of our mind of, of of what the of what the repercussions were. But it's like, of course, now that we're a little older, it's like, man, what the fuck, man? Why we why we can't why we can't find another way to you know settle disagreements versus just grabbing a gun and, and, and just shooting a motherfucker and killing them. Like, that shit makes no sense to me now, man. None. I mean, that man had a whole family. That man had a whole family, man. Beautiful family. From his wife to his kids to his parents to his his siblings. I mean, I mean, we just destroying... We just destroying... What's supposed to be good for us, man? And that's the family, man. Just destroying it, man. I mean, I feel like any man now in this day and age that got a seed and don't want to take care of him, you a fuck nigga. For real. I mean, because the world is way too fucked up for you not for you to have a seed out here and you not to be trying to nurture that seed, man. For real. You's a fuck nigga if you out here 
you know, you got a kid and you ain't fucking with him and you ain't trying to help take care of him. You, that's, that's some fuck shit. I mean, I know for me, when I was young, because I was young, you know, I had a daughter, my oldest daughter, 23, and I was out here running the street wild, getting locked up, all that dumb shit. And um, my daughter, 23, she get ready to graduate college, and she doing good. Her mother did a good job with her. And then her mother got married, and then her other, um, I wouldn't, her, I would say her dad, you know, her dad. You know, I remember Steve Harvey saying it was a difference between a father and a dad. And in his in his example, I would be the father, but her stepfather would be the dad, you know, because he was there on the day-to-day, you know what I'm saying? I wasn't. But, I mean, now that she's 23, we've talked a few times and, you know, kind of, you know, got through some of the things that, you know, um, that kind of stopped me from being, you know, that, 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 that straight up and down father figure for her. Um, but, um, I feel like any man out here now with kids, man, man, you got, you got to handle your business, man, for real, because shit is fucked up. As you can see, man, you, you could be here today, gone tomorrow, man. And, and for these, these young men out here, man, it's, it's, it's not getting no better for them, man. I mean, it's not getting no better for them at all, man. And I just feel like, man, we got to. We got to do something, man. We got to do something, man. Because it's, it's, it's... Shit ain't right, man. Shit ain't right. And we just... We just got to get out here and do something. Because, I mean, I feel like if... If if, if you... If you care about anything... If you care about... You know, black people as a whole... And just to see Tupac gone, to see Biggie gone, uh, 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 I remember Big L. Um, I mean, it's a few other people, man. Uh, 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 Jam Master J. I remember I watched that documentary, Jam Master J. Um, what was the other documentary about, my man? Um, um, damn, what was his name? I forgot already, man. The uh, the singer. Oh man, I forgot his name. Old dude. They did a documentary on him. Um Sam Cook. The way they did Sam Cook. I mean, his shit is fucked up, man. We gotta care more about our about 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 our culture and about our people, man. We gotta care more, man. I I love what um Um what's your man? What's the the the, the Doskin dude? Um Cause I've been locked up, won't let me out. What's that nigga name, man? I can't never think of that nigga name when I need to, man. Um, y'all know who I'm talking about, man. And so I love what he be bringing to the table, telling people to come to Africa, set up. You know what I'm saying? Come and get them resources. You know, come and get that natural resource and come over there and do what you doing over here, over there. You know what I'm saying? And he he he, he real with it, man. I mean, we should we should branch off and. And 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 do something different, but at the end of the day, you know we gotta care about our people, man. We gotta care about our people, man. We got to, cause if we don't, we just look, we just stu- we look stupid as fuck. I mean, because the way the police killing us, the way we killing each each other. I don't. I mean, 
my man, I, I recorded with my man Dave not too long ago, and he he made a perfect example. He was like, man, I don't see us having a human race in a couple years, man, because these motherfuckers gonna kill each other and we gonna be done. And, and I mean, it's hard to think about that. Or you say, nigga, you tripping. But when you stop and think about it, when you actually stop and think about the way we killing each other, man, you got to really put that on your brain that we fuck around and be instinct like a saber-toothed tiger, man. Like, we going to be fuck around and be be gone from the planet, man. Because we out here just laying each other down for what? For some Jordans? For a chain? For some weed? Come on, man. We got to do better, man. I mean, it's a cliche, but the saying is real, man. If you want better, you got to do better, man. Flat out. Got to do better, man. All these games, all this talking, all this bullshit. It's enough men out here that's struggling. It's enough men. I mean, I'm, I'm, listen, I'm talking to myself this whole time. Don't think that I'm on here and I'm talking to y'all like I'm preaching. I'm not preaching. I'm talking to my motherfucking self, too. Cause I gotta get shit together too. I gotta care more too. I gotta talk more too. I gotta share my life experience too. I gotta get at these youngins too, which I do whenever I can. But but I can't be the only one doing it. We all gotta collectively get out here and do it whenever we can. And I'm not saying go outside your your schedule and do some shit where it's gonna be uncomfortable for you. But when you do it, make sure it's comfortable and, and just do that shit. And I feel like at the end of the day, we not we not we not doing enough of it, man. We not doing enough of it, and we got to, man. We got to stop bullshitting, stop talking, and fucking doing, man. And really get out here and 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 and, and be better fucking human beings, man. I mean, we all bleed the same color, man. We all bleed the same color, man. Regardless of what race. What nationality we are, we all bleed the same fucking color, man. And if we don't fucking re- recognize that and do something about it, man, we fuck, man. Chapur's Clothing is a new stylish black-owned brand established in 2016. They explore unfamiliar territories in the clothing industry by tailoring their Euro Street vibe into their entire product line to enrich their vision to their customers and all of their clients. In a world where you can be anything, Chapur's says, be you, be versatile. Chapur's clothing can also be found at www.shopchapurisclothing.com and Chapur's clothing is also an official partner of this show. Real talk with the six man. Chapur's, be you, be versatile. Today we lost a good dude, man. We lost one of the good ones, man. I heard somebody say that it felt like we lost Tupac all over again. 
And I remember when we lost Tupac. I remember I was in a club down in Georgetown. And when they said Tupac got shot, man, it, it was crazy. And they played his music all night. And we party all night. And I didn't get that opportunity like I did with, with Tupac, but I wanted to do something my own way to remember and celebrate Nipsey, man. It was wonderful to see the celebration of his life today and have other people, you know, talk about him. His mom, Minister Farrakhan, his dad, his brother, Snoop Dogg, um, Anthony Hamilton perform, Stevie Wonder perform, Marsha Ambrosia. She, you know, you could tell she was she was hurt, but people still showed they love. I mean, they showed the the stable center man, the house that Kobe built, and it was just like. It was crazy, man. It was just, it was wild, man. And I, I just wanted to do something my own way, man, to show my respect to that man, and just, um, just recognize that we did lose a, a, a great individual who touched a lot of people. So I just wanted to come on here on my show and celebrate him the best way I could, and acknowledge the fact that it touched me. And I had empathy for him and his family, man. We gotta, we gotta end the gun violence, man. And we gotta find a better way to end our disputes, man. Nipsey, we gonna miss you, man. We gonna always, you know, remember you through your music, and we hope it your 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 memory and what you was doing to your to your community and everybody that you impacted. We hope that lives on, man. Rest in peace, man. Nipsey Hustle, man. We gon' miss you, chat. It's the six, man. I love y'all. Be easy.